music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you may already be familiar with author Angie Sage and her international best-selling series, The Septimus Heap Series, and Todd Hunter Moon. She's here now to chat about book three, Star Chaser. Star Chaser, Angie Sage, oh, Todd Hunter Moon takes the stage. Oh, it's Great! I've never heard anyone sing the title before. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so now the Alice Todd Hunter Moon series, it builds on the seven books of the Septimus Heap series, which takes place in a world that you created. So first off, how did you go about creating the Septimus Heap world? It began really, I just had an image of a baby in the snow, and I knew it wasn't in our world. I knew it was somewhere different thought about it for a long time. One day, I thought, I'm going to have to sit and write this. And as soon as I sat down and got my laptop out and began, the world began to kind of reveal itself, I suppose. And that was such a surprise to me. This was the first full-length novel I'd ever written, and I didn't know that was how it worked. I thought you had to think up everything in advance. Turns out you don't. What you have to do is just be in the moment. And the actual world, it seems to be as though it's there, and I just need to think about it. It was like discovering Uh rather than inventing. Okay, so now keeping track of the world from a practical standpoint, as you're creating this world, did you have to keep notes and, you know, maps so through the series it would all be consistent? I should have done, but I didn't. Okay. (laughs) Mark Zarg, who does the illustrations, he does these beautiful maps. The only thing I drew for him were sketches for the maps. And I do now refer to his maps. But mainly, it is still in my head. And I I find that making notes kinds of kill stuff. So, you know, I have to just keep it there bubbling around. And um, if I need to look up something, I can just go back to an earlier book and look at it. Okay, and that's where the magic is in your head. That's where the magic is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Todd Hunter Moon, she ended up with her own series. She was introduced in the first book. She did. So what made her come to life for you and say she could have her own book series? I just glimpsed her right at the end of the last book in Septimus Heat Fire. A little girl looking out of the window. Sometimes characters speak to you in a way that they don't tell you anything, but they're asking you to discover something about them. And I felt that with her. I felt she was sad and something was going on in her life and I wasn't sure what. And so I thought this would be a really nice way of still exploring the world and also going back to the castle because she didn't live there. She lived across the water. So suddenly I had a character that I really enjoyed writing about. So now then in creating the Alice Todd Hunter Moon character, what did you want her to embody to young readers? I wanted her to be a powerful girl. I wanted her to be completely self-propelled. I want her to be a good character for boys to read about too. It shouldn't matter about her gender. She's just a young human on the brink of growing up. You know, she's got her own worries like we all have. Well, she thinks she knows where she's going. And I just wanted to be a very strong person, really. 
Your books are written for 8 to 12 year olds, but you know many adults love them as well. So when you are writing, how do you view your audience? Who are you writing for? There's two levels. So I've got my young reader, and I make sure they want to turn the page. I make sure that there's nothing that's going to really disturb them. So I think about them, and after that, I forget them. I don't worry about long words. I think if they don't know them, they can find out. And then I go into the layers, and I add layers about characters and emotions and stuff. And I think that's where us grown-ups kick in, and we like a little more nuances and the humor as well some of it appeals to young ones it's a little more slapstick and then there's some quite subtle humor as well but then when they come back to the series a lot of them reread it in their late teens i've discovered and then they see all sorts of different things so it's just making sure it's safe for the young ones and then i can write really for us grown-ups too And what do you think it is about the characters in the world that you created that really draws people in to the world and to the characters? I think it is the characters. I think we can recognize them all as people that we might bump into. I don't think it's anything that's too far removed from our lives, but it's got that twist to it because it's not in a familiar place. So I think all the issues that people are dealing with, even when the adventures are kind of completely strange really but they still approach them in the way that we all recognize and and I think then we put ourselves in their shoes and think yeah I'd do that or maybe well I wouldn't have done that so it's about the people and keeping them familiar but in a different place. Uh Well, right now you're listening to The Mulberry Lane Show, and we're talking with author Angie Sage about her international best-selling series for young readers, Septimus Heap and Todd Hunter Moon. And book three in the Todd Hunter Moon series called Star Chaser was just released. Now, you live in a very old house in Somerset that has a 480-year-old painting of King Henry VIII. Yeah, we found it underneath the plaster. Can you believe that? Oh my gosh, I thought this, I'm living in my own book now. This is I know. crazy. <laughs> no way. I would think that that would definitely <laughs> lend something to the creative process, for sure. Yes, it does. I, mean, I do feel the sort of echoes of ghosts and all sorts of people floating about. And it is. It's a very atmospheric place. Henry VIII, oh, he's lovely, actually. He's got quite a nice expression, unusually for him. He looks down at me sometimes when I'm writing. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> this is the third and final one in the Todd Hunter Moon series. It is. It is. I think it's probably time to leave Todd to grow up on her own. I'm just doing a one-off standalone book called Maximilian Fly. It's slightly sci-fi, and Maximilian is not entirely human. And it's just uh, another world that I'm visiting quickly, and I hope people want to come there as well with me. So do you think there'll be any more spin-offs of the Tad Hunter Moon series or the original Septimus Heap series? I would very much like to explore some of the main characters, whether... They'll be published mainstream, or whether I just put them out on ebook, I'm not sure. But I'm just for myself right now writing the childhood of Marcia Overstrand, and there's quite a few little incidents I would like to enlarge on. So I'm just going to see how that goes. 
And really, it's for my older readers, because it's probably a little more discursive than the main books. Well, we want to thank you so much, Angie, for letting us into your fabulous world. It's so cool to hear about it from your perspective. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for singing. It was beautiful. You're welcome. On a personal note, I have to let you know that my nephew loves your books, and he's had this series for 10 months, but they're paperback, so I guess it looks like he's had them for 10 years because he's read them so many times. Oh, that's the best kind of books. I love it when I see those books that are so well read. Please say hi to him for me. I sure will. His name is Aiden. Ah, hi, Aiden. Awesome. (laughs) He'll love that. Well, Angie, thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. Take care. Lovely. That's author Angie Sage. Up next, actor Ryan Devlin and his yummy new venture that's saving lives. Come right back here on the Mulberry Lane Show.